It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Monday, January 31st, 2022. I'm Kelly Reese and this is the KVMR Evening News. Up ahead on the California Report, California investigators found multiple companies owe employees millions in unpaid wages. However, the state continues dragging its feet. Hearings to finalize years-old wage theft cases remain unscheduled. We turn to National Native News, which is all about sports today. A look at sports betting ahead of the Super Bowl before we cross the Atlantic after successful efforts at renaming a UK rugby team. We'll hear from California News Service before taking a look at local news and weather. Then, science correspondent Al Stoller gives us a lesson in astronomy. This is the California Report, and I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. There are plenty of happy people in Southern California following the Los Angeles Rams come from behind 20-17 to win over the rival San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game. The Rams are now headed to their fifth Super Bowl in franchise history. A long drive in the fourth quarter ended with a field goal by Rams kicker Matt Gay, and LA's defense forced a turnover on the Niners' next possession to seal the victory. The Rams will face the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl in two weeks, and they won't have to travel very far. The game will be played on the team's home field, SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. Longtime Rams fan Ralph Valdez is president of the SoCal Rams Booster Club. To know that your home team is playing in their home stadium in the Super Bowl, it's unthinkable. Valdez says when the Rams moved to St. Louis, he and many other fans were deeply disappointed, but it was all forgiven in 2016. When they came back in 2016, you know, we were all in tears and we were happy and, and we were celebrating and just like they won, we won the Super Bowl. This is only the second time in NFL history that a Super Bowl participant is playing the game at its home stadium. A bill that would create a government-run single-payer health care system in California goes before the full state assembly today for a vote. KQED's health correspondent April Domboski reports. The bill is a work in progress. There are still a lot of unanswered questions about how this plan will work. Questions about how to pay for the new system, how it may affect quality, how doctors will make their decisions. Assembly members will have to vote today with the hope that their colleagues in the Senate will answer some of these questions. It's a vote of faith. In other ways, the vote is a test. The bill is sponsored by California's powerful nurses union. Single payer has been their passion for a long time. It's possible this vote is a way for them to see which California lawmakers are willing to take a public stand on the idea in general. For The California Report, I'm April Domboski. Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation, working to build a more effective, compassionate, and just healthcare system. On the web at chcf.org/health-equity. Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Futures, focused on finding exceptional people and helping them do more for others together. On the web at schmidtfutures.com. And hint. Fruit-infused water in over 25 flavors like watermelon, pineapple, and blackberry. No sweeteners, no calories, in stores or delivered from drinkhint.com. State investigators found a company with Burger King franchises in San Francisco owes nearly $2 million for wage theft. 
But that was a year and a half ago, and workers are still waiting for their money because the state hasn't scheduled a hearing to finalize their case. KQED's Farida Javala Romero reports thousands more low-wage Californians are also hurt by delays just like this one. Back in June of 2020, the Labor Commissioner's Office cited a California company called Golden Gate Restaurant Group for failing to pay minimum wage, overtime, meal and rest breaks to more than 230 of its employees. One of them was Sonia Crisostomo. She worked as a cashier and prep cook at one of the Burger Kings the company operated. I met her outside the downtown office building where she now works cleaning conference rooms. We sat down in the lobby, and Cristostomo told me her Burger King paycheck was often short. She complained to managers, but nothing changed. Still, she stayed for three years. As a single mom, she needed the job to pay rent. I tried reaching Golden Gate's CEO, but he did not return my emails or calls. The company appealed the fines, and it has the right to a hearing at the Labor Commissioner's office. But it's been almost 19 months, and that hearing hasn't even been scheduled. The problem is the longer the case drags on, the harder it can be for people like Crisostomo to recover their wages. She's owed more than $38,000. That's money she needed when she was unemployed during the pandemic. Instead, she relied on a food bank to feed her family. She says it's unfair that the state is not moving faster to make her old employer follow the law. If workers have rights, she says, they should be enforced. Meanwhile, Golden Gate is taking advantage of the delay says Alex Campbell, with Legal Aid at Work. He represents these workers. The company that did this to them has been starting to move assets around and shut down restaurants in San Francisco and um, is potentially making moves to avoid payment altogether. Advocates say other large cases are languishing for years without a hearing at the labor commissioners. And they say the backlog has gotten worse during the pandemic. In L.A., investigators cited a construction company for $12 million. More than 1,000 workers in that case have been waiting nearly three years to get paid. In San Diego and Orange counties, 560 janitors are owed $4 million. They've waited three and a half years. That's unacceptable, says State Senator Dave Cortesi. He chairs the Senate Labor Committee. Government should be stepping in and policing these employers that are that are ripping people off, and, and it's not happening, and, and that causes real pain. The labor commissioner declined several requests for an interview and would not explain why hearings are delayed. But the agency has just 64 hearing officers statewide. They judge appeals on big wage theft investigations like the Burger King case and many of the 30,000 claims individuals file each year. Renee Amador is the legal director at Maintenance Cooperation Trust Fund, a janitorial industry watchdog group. They have way more cases than one person should be assigned, but it's because they don't have enough hearing officers. 
the labor commissioner has hired more staff after the legislature recently increased its budget. But State Senator Cortesi says the agency remains inefficient. This has been the case over the years with labor commissioners. This is not a new problem. And, and that usually means, you know, the entire culture of the operation needs to be addressed and, and revisited and restructured. He plans to hold committee hearings on the delays. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala Romero. And that is the California Report for Monday, January 31st. We are a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening. Up ahead in National Native News. In anticipation of the Super Bowl, the Oneida Nation becomes the first tribe in Wisconsin to offer sports betting. Other tribes are paying close attention to this inaugural run. And a group of Native Americans living in the UK has succeeded in their quest for a name change to Exeter's professional rugby team. The English Sports Club will change their Native American-themed name and mascot to Celtic imagery from the region. This is National Native News. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. The upcoming Super Bowl is expected to bring one of the year's peak times in sports betting. Increasingly, tribal casinos are hoping customers will make a sports wager there. Chuck Kornbach of station WUWM in Milwaukee reports on a tribe in Wisconsin now offering sports betting. The United Nation Casino near Green Bay recently added 20 electronic kiosks offering sports betting. The tribe's chief financial officer for gaming, Chad Foos, describes the options on the kiosk touch screen. On the left-hand side, um, you have all your major league sports, all your collegiate sports. You can make bets on the day of a game, or you can make bets on um, what is called a futures pick. So if you want to predict who's going to win the Super Bowl in February, you can make that bet also. Upstairs in his office, Foose said sports has a big following in Wisconsin. We wanted to match or blend our sports fanatic with leisure gaming to give our customers and potential customers even a better experience. Foose says the Oneida Casino offers a safe and closely regulated way to bet on sports. After an agreement last year, the Oneida have the only legalized sports betting venue in Wisconsin, though the St. Croix Chippewa have since reached a similar deal with the state. And the CEO of the Forest County Potawatomi Hotel and Casino in Milwaukee, Dominic Ortiz, recently told a business group that he's interested in a new agreement. We'll bring sports betting. We're going to challenge Chicago with the assets and the liveliness of the excitement that we're going to bring to Potawatomi. A few other tribal casinos in the U.S. have started offering sports betting since the federal government gave its okay four years ago. But some tribes with gaming facilities say they're holding off while they determine if adding sports betting is worth it financially. The Oneida already sense more profits. They're building a 2,000-square-foot sports betting lounge at their main casino and planning to let gamblers place a sports bet while on designated tribal land using an app on their phone. For National Native News, I'm Chuck Kornbach. Some Native Americans living in the United Kingdom were instrumental in a campaign to eliminate a Native American-themed mascot and logo used by an English rugby team. Two years ago, fans of the Exeter Rugby Club began seeking the changes and invited Leandra Neffen, who's Omaha living in England, along with some other Native Americans, to be part of the movement. She says last year, the team ended the use of its mascot. Uh, the Big Chief mascot, which was a kind of a character cartoon 
figure dressed in a war bonnet uh, doing the tomahawk chop and the fans would wear war bonnets these kind of fake brightly colored um, feather headdresses um, banging a drum doing the tomahawk chop chant um, and so it's all very stereotypical type imagery. Last week, Exeter team officials announced the end of its Native American themed logo. A new brand launching this summer draws from Celtic culture. They had actually this rich history um, of Celtic chiefs who were um, a part of their ancestry, their genetic makeup that they could actually be celebrating and using as an opportunity to highlight in schools, to educate the people of Devon and Exeter around their own ancestry without having to co-opt a tribe or uh, a people who had no connection to Exeter Chiefs Rugby Club. The logo will change from a Native American with a headdress to a Celtic helmet known to be worn in and around 300 BC. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by the American Indian College Fund, providing millions of dollars of scholarships to Native students every year. Applications for the upcoming school year are now accepted at collegefund.org or by phone at 800-766-FUND. Support by the Center for Indigenous Cancer Research at Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center, dedicated to cancer research, medicine, and cancer care for indigenous populations. A no-charge online risk assessment tool is available at roswellpark.org slash assessme. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network. Credit report errors are an all-too-common occurrence these days. But credit repair agencies are looking out for us, right? Right? Next up, Suzanne Potter of California News Service explains why we may want to withhold our faith in these companies. When people complained about errors on their credit reports last year, the big three credit reporting agencies provided relief in just 2% of cases monitored by the feds, compared to 25% in 2019, according to the latest report from the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, or CFPB. The report says Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion often failed to respond substantively to an error, especially if the consumer hired a third party like a credit repair company or law firm. Attorney John Heath with Lexington Law specializes in credit cases. He says unresolved errors can keep people from buying their first home or car and even from getting a job. Potential employers are looking at credit reports as a way to determine whether somebody is going to be a good fit. Keith would like to see Congress change the Fair Credit Reporting Act to require credit reporting agencies and companies that offer credit terms to respond to third-party inquiries. The three credit repair agencies did not respond by deadline to a request for comment. Pastor Andre Chapel with Faith Church Los Angeles is also CEO of the African American Empowerment Coalition. He says problems with credit block many people from building wealth as homeowners, and many aren't sure where to turn for assistance. We help people to understand that whole ecosystem of credit and credit responsibility. We help them get free credit repair for three months. As a result, their credit scores are increasing significantly. 
Consumers submitted more than 700,000 complaints to the CFPB about the credit reporting firms from January 2020 to September 2021, which is more than half of all complaints the Bureau received. For California News Service, I'm Suzanne Potter. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Now let's take a look at today's regional news. Nevada County Public Health reports 343 new confirmed COVID-19 cases today. These numbers account for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Out of 14,682 cases since the start of the pandemic, 4,003 are active. 33 people are hospitalized, 6 in the ICU. The recently discovered subvariant of Omicron, known as BA2, has been confirmed in California, including the Sacramento area, reports the Sacramento Bee. As of late last week, Yolo County has confirmed four cases of the subvariant. BA2 is still being studied, but early signs indicate it may be more contagious than the original Omicron variant, BA1. The Nevada County Public Health Department is warning of a phone scam offering COVID-19 boosters to county residents. Callers representing themselves as Nevada County Public Health Department employees offered to schedule residents for an emergency vaccination clinic. The caller then asks for personal information, such as name, address, phone number, date of birth, and health insurance information. Nevada County Public Health Department Director Jill Blake urges individuals to avoid providing personal information over the phone. Quote, These are confusing times and scammers are taking advantage of this vulnerability to enrich themselves. We all need to be vigilant right now. If you need to schedule a test or get a COVID-19 vaccine, go to your trusted sources for information. End quote. Blake recommends calling 211 Connecting Point at 1-833-DIAL-211 or checking the county's website at mynevadacounty.com slash coronavirus for up-to-date information on local testing and vaccination sites. This is not the first COVID-19 scam Nevada County has encountered. We reported last Friday on an illegitimate COVID-19 pop-up testing clinic. If you believe you may have been a victim of a COVID-19 scam, please contact your local law enforcement agency on Nevada County's non-emergency dispatch line at 530-265-7880 to file a report. PG&E meteorologists forecast a significant wind event starting overnight tonight and lasting until Wednesday. Wind gusts of 30 to 45 miles per hour are expected across northern and central portions of the PG&E service area, with gusts to 50 miles per hour or more possible in the Sierra foothills, Sacramento Valley, and elevated Bay Area terrain. No public safety power shutoffs are anticipated as mountain snowpack, a lower elevation grass crop, and moist dead fuels have sufficiently mitigated wildfire risk across much of northern and central California. However, they encourage customers to be prepared for the potential of outages. This from Ubinet. Cal Fire and the Placer County Fire Department are letting Colfax and Placer County residents know they need not panic if they see smoke this upcoming Wednesday. The duo are planning a fuel reduction burn near the Colfax Wastewater Treatment Plant property in Placer County. Weather conditions permitting, the burn will begin Wednesday, February 2nd. The burn will begin around 10 a.m. and be completed by 3 p.m. Assistant Clerk Recorder, Registrar of Voters, Natalie Adona, says recall petitions for the Nevada County Board of Supervisors were approved and are effective as of today. Petitions can be circulated for 120 days starting today. 
Their due date is May 31, 2022. The effort to recall all five members of the Nevada County Board of Supervisors began in December. Now let's take a look at our regional weather. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight, mostly clear with a low around 34. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 45, winds up to 20 miles per hour. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 12. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 31 and northeast wind from 5 to 10 miles per hour. And in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 39, winds from 6 to 11 miles per hour. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 58, breezy with winds between 15 and 22 miles per hour, and gusts as high as 29 miles per hour. The evening star that once shone in the west after sunset is gone. Science correspondent Al Stoller invites listeners to put down whatever you're doing, just for a moment, stand up and do a little astronomy. All last summer, all last fall, the evening star shone super bright in the west just after sunset. But that was no star. That was planet Venus, a.k.a. the evening star. But now, the evening star is gone. What happened to the evening star? Where is Venus? We've known for a long, long time that exercise is good for health, physical health and mental health. Couch potatoes who get up off the couch get healthier. Now it seems that exercise is not the whole story. Turns out that just sitting has negative health effects. So just getting up, off the couch, off the chair, improves your health. Okay, in the interests of improving listener health, I invite you to stand up and choose some large object in the room, a chair, a table, whatever. Now, pick up some small thing nearby, a book or a pencil maybe. Place that small thing next to the chair, table, whatever. Place it to the left of the chair or table. Now, turn around so your back's to the table. And now, slowly turn toward your left. After you've turned a bit, you should see the chair, table, whatever, come into view over your shoulder. And, as you keep turning, you should spot the small thing you put to the left of the chair, table, whatever. In this dance, the chair, table, whatever represents the sun. The book or pencil to the left of the table is Venus. As you turned, you saw the sun rising over your left shoulder, and then, turning a bit more, you saw Venus rise. Keep turning, and the sun goes down over your right shoulder, and there's Venus the book, the pencil, shining bright in the western sky after sunset. All last summer and fall, Venus was the evening star. Okay, now put the book or pencil right between you and the chair, table, whatever. That is Venus, first week in January, right between us and the sun. 
Now, one last time. Place the book or pencil to the right of the chair, table, whatever. Turn your back to the chair, table, whatever. Turn your back to the sun. Again, turn slowly to your left. Now, before the sun comes up, there's the book, the pencil. Venus has moved to the other side of the sun. Let me suggest you get out before dawn. Look to the east, and there is Venus. Venus is rather low in the eastern sky. Venus now is the morning star. Sharing the sky for KVMR, I'm Al Stoller. That's our newscast for this Monday, January 31st. KVMR gets support from Four Paws Animal Clinic. Dr. Susan Murphy and Sue Lester and staff are proud to support KVMR, providing medical, dental, alternative, and surgical services for cherished companions on Searles Avenue in Nevada City, fourpawsac.com. Stick around. Coming up at 6.30, we have the Women's International News Gathering Service, WINGS. Today, a number of historically black colleges and universities across the U.S. went into lockdown and canceled classes after receiving bomb threats. This less than a month after eight HBCUs received bomb threats on January 5th. On tonight's episode, political activist and UC Santa Cruz professor Angela Davis speaks on racist terrorism. Then at 7, we have Democracy Now! with host Amy Goodman. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director Claudio Mendonca. Thanks for joining us this final day in January. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off.